What's up, everyone? It's Alicia, too, joined by my fabulous co-host, Tori Kravitz. And welcome back to She's With The Band. Tori, how are you? I am doing so great. At the time we're filming this, it's a little bit chilly in Florida. By chilly, I mean like 50 degrees Fahrenheit, which is blizzard weather for us. So cold. <laughs> so cold. Um, So I'm like bundled up in my fuzzy socks right now, but you can't tell because it's only a webcam up to my oh. torso. How Dude, are you, Alicia? <laughs> I'm in the exact same boat. I had the craziest two weeks of travel. Some was vacation, some was work. Lots of highs, the odd low that was out of my control, but we try to bring it back up. And I'm currently sitting in some super cozy um, sweatpants. I also got my fuzzy socks on and I'm ready to rock and roll today. Today's going to be a very interesting new venture for us. And I'm I'm thrilled yeah. about it. Yeehaw. Yeah. I know everybody who's uh, probably clicked on this episode is like, this is called She's with the Band. Um, Is there is there a girl in the word alive now? And um, so maybe we should just address the elephant in the room as to why we've taken this tangent now having Telly on the podcast today, which I'm, I'm really excited about. Yeah, I think it's really cool. And I think it's something that we've brainstormed for quite some time. And don't get me wrong, we love this show because we love highlighting the incredible femme, female human beings that we've had on the show. And we will continue to do that. Don't get us wrong, folks. But we also realized we're the ones with the band. We're the ones who have been with the band for over 10 years, as are these great females. There are also so many males within the music industry who champion women who are also with the band. And in a sense, it just it just makes sense to kind of venture out because we've known a lot of these people for so long and it's nice to spotlight males who are trying to impact this industry in a positive way when it comes to feminism and it's it's unfortunately a little bit rare so the guests that we do have on who are male going forward there there's a reason folks yeah 100% i mean there's there's a lot of discourse around feminism right where it's like of course we need to support each other as women in the music industry this podcast is primarily to highlight those women which like you said we're going to continue doing But the reality is for us to continue progressing, it can't just be the women putting in the work. We need men to support us too. We need the opportunities from all around. And so, like you said, I think Telly's just, I mean, I've known him for a very long time, Mm -hmm. uh, both coming from a Warped Tour sphere. And he's one of the very few men in this industry I could say I've only had pleasant interactions with. He's only ever been a gentleman. He's only ever been kind and generous with his time and opportunities. And and we'll get into a little more of what really sparked this idea um, yes. was, was a tweet that he posted that really was like a light bulb moment for me where I'm like, this, this, what he's doing right now is a perfect example of what men can be doing to help us out as women and as creatives in the industry. And if anything, I hope this gives other people an idea of things that you can do no matter who you are, that is going to help us. So, I mean, do you want to, do you want to talk about what the tweet is real quick and and then we can move along? Yeah, we absolutely can. Um, he pretty much was just reaching out to social saying, Hey, we have a great upcoming tour coming up and we're looking for photographers, female photographers who are willing to come on board to our shows. We'll give you photo passes, let you cover everything. And it might seem very simple on the surface. Sure. But you don't see this every day and that's why the tweet was so impactful why people started picking it up sharing it all of the above it was almost this taboo thing to see where a man says hey we're on tour I would love to see more chicks in the pit because we both know as previously being concert photographers it was maybe like a ratio of five percent women and the rest all guys in there but there are so many females who want that opportunity and it's really hard to like just scratch your way up to get there so for him to just say reach out we'll let you in How badass is that? Just so cool to see. Yeah. I mean, basically as many female photographers as they can fit on their press list every day, they will accommodate. That is huge. I mean, like you said, I think we've talked about this multiple times in other episodes where the hardest part of getting into the music industry is getting the opportunities. Mm -hmm. And Telly's like, here you go. Here is the opportunity. Build your portfolio. Come out to the show and and be in the photo pit get some experience and and no strings attached either and he actually posted for international women's day kind of re-emphasizing that he's doing this and the band is doing this and also said that they're extending this beyond just the tour they're on right now with pop evil that for any tour they do basically ever you can get in on this so if you're a female photographer the word alive is is championing you and that is so exciting 
It is so exciting. And a lot of people listening, or maybe if you are in the industry or you maybe are listening to this to learn more about the industry, because so many of the cool people we've had on in the past have given so many tips on how to, you know, get into this world. But we were doing concert photography, like when you were on Warp Tour and when I was doing um, just my interviews for Ambi and those photographs and sharing those to my blog, that is one of the many elements when I first started that got my name out there. So it might mm -hmm. seem maybe small on the surface, but people are making a living off of photography and the reason or the fact rather that there are so many photographers it makes it a lot harder to stand out and get in there you know people are very selective sometimes they only let the a-level uh, publications in there which was something that I had to kind of like get my way in on so it's just a huge opportunity and it was very neat to see someone especially a guy saying hey this is what we're doing we don't care how it's perceived let's rock and roll so this is going to be awesome <laughs> yeah it's uh, like so true because I feel like photography is one of those jobs where it's almost a trap because it's like you need you need a portfolio to get the photo pass but you can't right. build the portfolio without the photo pass so it's like chicken and the, the egg man like this yep exactly <laughs> so <laughs> it's a bit of a trap and thank you to telly for making it possible for some of these women to be able to build that portfolio and start their careers or continue on with their careers wherever you may be at it's great so 100%. basically my hope is that occasionally we can expand who we're talking to on this podcast to be um, figuring out all the ways where we can support women in the music industry. And sometimes that does involve men coming into the girls club and that's okay. And when they are respectful and um, supportive of us, we're welcome to have them in. Absolutely. Oh, that's so well put, dude. I knew there's a reason we hosted this show together. Look at us go. <laughs> I have a lot to say about this. You know, I no, think it's there's, important. A, there's such a stereotype about feminism being I hate men, but I don't think that's the right approach. I think, you know, when when you see someone who's doing something great, let's spotlight them because it helps everyone. Absolutely. I mean, before we bring him on, we always end up talking about music, what we've been up to, of course. And I saw that you recently watched The Whale and we were both late to that party. All right. Like we were both late. Oh, I only watched it five days ago. So we're in that same realm, weirdly enough, dude. So I just we wanted to, to talk get... about it. We need to talk about it. Just from the, the jump, I understand why it has won so many awards. The acting in it was just superb. I felt like I was in the room with them. The like super volatile, in-depth, terrifyingly sad moment where he's talking with his ex about their child and that's all I'll say but that was for me some of the best acting I've ever seen like you just feel like you're on the couch watching these two argue it, it was incredible <laughs> the whole it thing was, was a master class yeah really it was like. so compelling so sad dare I it's not a word I throw around but like it was it was a very depressing film to watch but at the same time at the end gave you some kind of closure and, and hope in a sense it was a lot but just incredibly well written so good yeah it was very sad but very beautiful at the same time and I mean I'm not much of a crier during movies usually I cried like four times and I was in the Dude. theater by myself Oh, <laughs> no we were we were laying on the couch watching it and then all I hear are sniffles beside me and then I start crying and I'm like what's happening and at the oh, end no. we were just we were goners man like there was no coming back from that because again like we're so you and I especially we're so big on family and keeping like even friends who are family close to us were family at this point and like you just I couldn't imagine not having love like that back from someone you love so much. So it, it really tugged at my heartstrings. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to lie. The father-daughter dynamic in the movie really hit right. me in a lot of ways. Not going to get into that. The same therapy session, but I felt it. And it was it was really heavy, but really beautiful. And And like you said, I think the ending was like a beautiful closure despite being sad. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen it, I didn't watch it for a long time. So it's like, ah, it's hyped up, whatever. I'm hearing mixed reviews. But it was it was actually really phenomenal. And I, I think it's worth at least one watch. I don't know that I could watch it again. I think it's a one and done. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't watch it again. Some of the best films I've seen are ones that you can't watch over and over because it just it does just strike you in the heart so hard. It would be hard to rewatch, but mm -hmm. doesn't mean it wasn't a great film, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, on a light note, we like to talk about music. So before we get into the rest of this interview, I just want to say I'm going to see Buck Cherry next week at the time that we're filming oh, this, this episode. So yeah. crazy bitch up in here. Let's go. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Um, so I'm hyped on that. <laughs> Anything oh, man. You're, you're jamming to or any shows coming up? 
I'm just so happy for you, Tori, because when we've been posting these reels, like collaborating with NotFest, doing the stuff where she's with the band, when we were doing our guilty pleasure songs, of course, that has to be one of them. Like it's one of our favorite songs ever. So the fact that you are going to be able to experience that live and then we'll be on the show next week and you get to talk about it. I'm I'm elated. I'm so happy. (laughs) And I actually don't know that I really know that many other Buck Terry songs. So I really just purchased a ticket to hear Crazy Bitch and I regret nothing. No, as you should. <laughs> um, I've been listening to a lot of Stone Temple Pilots lately. Ooh. I don't even I don't even remember how it kind of came back into rotation, but I saw them live like when Whelan was uh, you know, st- still around touring, of course. Um, that was a hard loss, man, but we, I won't get into that cuz that's a whole other sad rabbit hole but um I just remember listening to them a lot growing up and they came back in rotation and I can't stop listening to Sour Girl like there's this effortlessly almost sensual tonality in his voice in that song that just goes into this beautifully angelic chorus and the whole like what would you do part just swoon me away into this alternative rock world I I love that song love that band and it's kind of cool when you disconnect from a group for a little bit for not for any reason but then they come back into that rotation and you realize how much you loved it so that's kind of where I'm at right now just lots of STP solid pick like yeah. 10 out of 10 I love some good like grungy heavy rock yes. once in a while so right up my alley good one absolutely hell yeah with, with that being said is it go time should we bring on telly it's go time let's rock and roll let's go And we're joined now by Telly from The Word Alive. Long time no see. You're on the road right now, literally moving as we speak. Yeah. How are you doing, Telly? I, I'm doing absolutely wonderful on this fine afternoon in Pennsylvania. How are you girls doing? We're great. Doing, we're doing great. It's it's a nice change of pace to have you on, as we were just saying before we, we hit record on this thing. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, how's life on the road? You're on tour with Pop Evil right now. I saw you tweet that it's like a couple days into the tour. And it's already one of the best tours you've ever had. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, we, you know, when we got the initial offer, we were like, is this the right fit for us? Does this, you know, make sense? And, you know, we kind of, they gave us time to really like think about it and, you know, do our due diligence. And they wanted us to be stoked on the tour, which I think is really, um, you know, uh, admirable trait of a headliner you know seeking support like they really wanted us to do the tour and they gave us enough time to figure out like is this going to be good for not just us but them as well you know we we want to add to a tour where we feel like you know the headliner if we're going to support that their fans would enjoy us and enjoy the show as a whole and you know we ultimately obviously decided it was and we couldn't have known that it was going to be this good though. Like it's, I don't know. It's just like, they have the best camp. Their crew are unmatched pretty much on any tour we've ever been on above and beyond. Just like checking in with us on every aspect of our show, making sure it's good, you know, kind of like day one, like getting us gifts and like writing us, you know, message, like welcoming us to the tour. It was just like immediately, just how you wish every tour was and how most aren't. And so it, it was really cool to to have that just right out the gate. And then the shows have been amazing. Their fans are the kind of fans that just really love live music. And when, if you don't suck, <laughs> then uh, they, you know, they're probably going to like you and at least give you the respect of like, Hey, you're on tour, you're away from your family and your friends. So we're, you know, we're happy that you're here. It's just a really like hospitable tour from the show to behind the scenes. That's amazing to hear because all of those things you mentioned are things that as fans, we just assume headliners would do for their support. It just seems like common courtesy, but we know you would hope, but you know, so many don't. So the fact that you just can feel the love and the appreciation and it goes both ways, that's so important. makes us really happy to hear, I'm sure, for Tori too, that you're actually getting treated well because we know what it can be like, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, we've definitely, you know, I, I would never name names because sometimes it's not ideal for reasons out of the, the hands of the, the band themselves. But uh, yeah, sometimes you get in and you're three days in and you're like, man, this is going to be a very long tour. And this is the kind of tour where we're like, shit, like if it's like this and the shows are like this and 
and the vibes are really strong, like we could tour for two months straight and be like, we're good. So it, it just does go to show how much like that mutual respect and compassion for like the, the touring parties that you have. It makes a huge difference, like the, the mental health, you know, obviously that's been more discussed over the last several years, which is great. But, you know, when you see a, a, a camp that actually like acts on that, it, it's really cool. That's great to hear too, especially a band of that stature, like Pop Evil, where not that egos are ever really justified, but if it ever was, it would be a band like Pop Evil that could maybe get away with it. So they're not, yeah. they're not doing that, which is, is even greater. Yeah, um, exactly. But, you know, you're, you're talking a lot here about respect and just compassion for, you know, supporting one another, which is essentially exactly why we brought you onto this podcast today. Um, we were, I mean, you'll see it when this comes out, but we, I was raving about you prior to this interview and in, in the introduction, because every interaction I've ever had with you has been respectful. You've been a gentleman and you've been very kind and supportive to women's opportunities, especially um, in most recent events, the tweet that you posted inviting any female photographers that you could possibly fit onto your press list are invited to come out to the show and photograph it. And especially on a pop evil tour, what an amazing opportunity for their portfolios and experiences. And so you really just exemplified time and time again, that you're providing opportunities and safe spaces for women. So I really would love to know what was in your mind or what you were observing when it comes to female photographers and just women in the touring world in general that made you yeah. be like, okay, we need to take action and I want to do this. So, you know, I, I, Twitter's kind of a, a wild west of energies and, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, up until the recent update with the whole for you page, which I don't go to that side of the internet as often as I can stray away from it. Um, <laughs> Basically, you know, like people I follow or people I'm close friends with, people I admire, respect, like love their work, whether it's from a photography standpoint, you know, videography, music, or friend, you know, artist, uh, athlete, you know, whatever it is. And so a few of my female friends who are in the industry, uh, Sarah Dope, um, Ashley Osborne, uh, Rosario uh, Gutierrez, who... Um, you know, I ended, I gave her her first ever photo pass many years ago and wow. to like see where she started to like where she is now. Same with like Ashley, like working with her like super early on and then like seeing where she's gone. Uh, it, I just were, I was seeing the conversations and, you know, I'm, and this is before we left for tour. And it was like one of those times where, you know, the light bulb just went off and it was like, why don't you do something about it? You know, instead of just like reading it and scrolling on, I was like, what could I do? Like, obviously there's only so much. And I, you know, I feel like we're, we're living in a time where, you know, it's probably easier for me to shut the fuck up and listen more often than not, um, you know, which I'm trying to do, but it just dawned on me. I'm like, okay, we have a certain amount of guest lists per show. Uh, uh, even when our guest list is filled, sometimes you have the ability to go above and beyond that for things like press photos and people coming to shoot the show. And, you know, and, and I've just seen that happen off and on. And, and we give photo passes out whenever we can to people we know. But then I was like, OK, well, here's like an easy solution. I'm like, you know, I'll just tweet this and tag a couple of, you know, our female like industry leading friends and hopefully that means, you know, a few people get uh, get their name out there and I, I would be happy to put it on. Well, I didn't expect it like blew up. And oh, yeah. it was it was like hundreds of people. And I was like, OK, I was like, well, we I, I was like, we are supporting on this tour. So I was like, we only have so many spots. But I kind of got the green light early on from Pop Evil's camp. Um, and they, you know, they have a female drummer in their band so I, obviously they're like a very supportive of you know female empowerment within our scene and and then avoid our just sweethearts too that I felt like well maybe this will rub off on every band on the tour and we can just like try to be as accommodating as possible it blew up and then Adam Elmacias who if anybody has ever been into photography at all you know who he is uh he 
is also a huge advocate for helping people. And he's gone so far in his career, but he's also the guy, it would be like riding Michael Jordan and asking for advice. And he actually like stops what he's doing and gives you like a detailed, like description of what you could do to improve. Like Adam has helped so many young photographers who are just getting their start and it's, it's just crazy. So he, he's developed kind of this system that allows it to be a lot easier to sign up requesting a photo pass. You can find out, you know, paid, unpaid, the details, a one-stop place where it's like really easy to know here's when you can arrive. Here's the access you'll have. This is what's expected. This is where you can drop your photos and, you know, dropping your links, your email, your phone number. So like, it's not only just like we'll help for this one time on tour, now we're building a database where we can pull from in any of these cities where they're coming out and that can grow. And as we hopefully continue to grow, we can offer more, at, you know, when, when it's possible to bring someone out. Like we, have, we have a, a content creator with us. You know, sometimes we want to shoot a video or we want to do maybe a photo shoot in this city. And it's like now we could have assistance or we could have people come out or even offering to the other bands, be like, hey, like, you know, you're looking for someone, like, why don't you hire this A person, B person, C person? We already have their contact info. So we could help build something that can be more, you know, long lasting than just like a once, one time opportunity. And you come out and maybe we see the photos, maybe we don't. This is like meant to guarantee we see the photos, guarantee the bands can share them more your work can get out there and you can, you can have a chance to improve your work if you're just getting started or if you're, you're already really good, which is honestly the case. A lot of times there are people who have really dedicated a lot of time and effort into learning and growing their craft. They just don't actually get the, that next level opportunity. You know, they don't get the chance. They're maybe doing, yeah, the first three songs and then they're out. It's very limited. They don't know the set list that my goal is, is, we could get it to a point where, you know, people could be coming out with as even of a playing field as possible to put their best foot forward. And hopefully everyone's, you know, getting more work from it because there's no shortage now of bands needing, you know, content that it's like the number one word we hear, you know, in every conversation. And it, it's like, you know, for a long time, I was like, I hate that word, you know, so much <laughs> uh, because, you know, like me being in a band, I just want to be, I just want to be in a band. I just want to make music. It, it would be like, it, it felt like it was taken away from me being an artist. And what I realized is content creators are essentially accenting the art that you're already creating and it's giving it a new perspective or giving it new meaning or shining like a lens on it in a way that is going to inspire someone else, whether that is to also be a photographer or maybe to be a singer. And maybe it just took seeing a cool photo or a video. And now this person's coming to your shows or starting a band or wants to open a venue. Like the trickle down effects from putting yourself out there as an artist on any level in the industry, like it, it ultimately just feeds back into helping other artists do what they want to do, which is hopefully, you know, music and being a part of it and helping that whole system move forward. So yeah, it was just like a simple concept of like, how can we help? This is how I know we can help. And I didn't think it would really be that drastic. But I mean, we've had hundreds of people sign up and obviously we can't fit everyone in. But we're also trying to be like, okay, who really does want this? Because that's a part of it, too. It's like, it is more than a hobby. And, you know, we want to be careful to give opportunities to people who like, this is, this is what they're passionate about. Like, this is something that with enough opportunity, this will be their career. This will be their job. This is going to be how they help pay their bills and take care of their families. And so we want to really like hyper-focus on the people who clearly like, this is what they want to do. So we're, we're trying to get as many as we can in this tour and we'll keep doing it every tour after this. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, we've this has come up so many times on the podcast how the music industry, especially when it, when it comes to heavy music, it's a bit of like a secret club where some people just don't know how to get into it. How do you get your foot in the door? How do you find opportunities? So for someone who's just been struggling to network or, you know, meet fellow photographers or or be able to, like you said, just get in the photo pit, take some photos, like 
it's it's monumental that you're making it accessible and and giving people that opportunity who really want it and just are are at a loss of how to begin because this could lead to huge things like what you said with Ashley like started off in the warp tour photo pit with the rest of us and now she's photographing like the biggest artists in the world so who's to say where it could lead and so yeah it's, it's huge it's just cool seeing someone realizing and having that other perspective of there is a problem and how can I actually take charge even if it's something as what some people might say simple even though there's a lot more to it as sending a tweet out Uh, I would love to know more about the actual reaction to the tweets of course we saw the numbers we saw the interaction but more so the other side of it the behind the scenes in terms of you hitting people up saying hey yeah we're gonna have you in the pit this is the opportunity like have people been freaking out at, at the opportunity of it all yeah, I mean, so I I don't have any notifications on my phone. So like I post stuff and then I, I just leave it and I come back to it. And so I had done that and I came back and it was like maxed out like in the app. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what? And, and it wasn't that I forgot what I posted. I was just like, I didn't know what to expect in the replies. You know, like you never know these days. I and, know. you know, sometimes when you post something, you've been trying to help. Sometimes it doesn't come across that way because it's the internet and, you know, there's no context or, you know, intention necessarily behind what you're saying to strangers, but it was like all positive and people are getting tagged and like, Oh, I'd love to, I'd love to. I still haven't been able to go through all my messages. Like there's so many and it's across all levels and emails. People were just like emailing every person they could find that's connected to our band (laughs) and so you know there's definitely a lot of excitement and you know there's some where they were instantly just like super perfect and they were like this is this is something that like means some people shared their stories you know kind of the hell it's been for them to try to like get to even something like this happening and you know stories of people shooting for seven ten fifteen years and never having this opportunity. And to me, that's crazy. And, you know, we do kind of get lost in it. Once you're in the industry or you, you're established in some way, you kind of forget a little bit of maybe how lucky you were. And, and you know, some people work really, really hard and it takes a long time. Some people, they don't necessarily have to work as hard for one reason or another. I kind of was like the super lucky, but also was working hard and, you know, hard work can put you in a position to be lucky is my opinion, Absolutely. Um, but it doesn't guarantee, but it doesn't guarantee luck. You know, I, some of the, the best, most talented people who work really hard, hard sometimes it just doesn't happen for them. And that's where it comes into play of like, you have to like look behind you and be like, man, like, it's kind of crazy that, this is my life and this is my job and this is what I do. And I think this industry as a whole, because it is so hard to like get to and to be successful at it. I think there's kind of this thing like where, I don't know if it's imposter syndrome necessarily, of course that exists, but I think it's also like you fear, like if you compliment someone else or give someone an opportunity that that means you won't get an opportunity in the future and it will hurt your chances. And so not that it's even selfish. I think it's just a fear that this thing that you love, that you like struggled maybe to get into, into the door, that that door will all of a sudden close if too many other people also go through that same door. And, you know, if anything, and being even again, like on this tour, what it shows you, like we have people coming up to us every night and they're like, man, like you guys are so great. Like for your first record, like I love this. It's like, <laughs> we've been a band for 14 years. But, it just goes to show you like there's always new people new fans new supporters or people willing and wanting to support the world could never have too much art and that is what photography is it's an art form and i think you know uh, speaking from our perspective being in a band there's no such thing as having too many cool photos of your band or videos or people being like yeah i went and saw the word alive and I love this band now and and they were so fun to shoot like and that's kind of been one of our things our whole career and that's why I've enjoyed giving um, photo passes out is because I love photography myself and I'm I'm not that good at it but I know when I see something I'm like man this is really cool and I'm really thankful that someone chose to use their talents to 
accent what I love doing most, which is make music. So the the messages were all really cool. Some of them were like really heartfelt. Some of them were just like, yeah, like this is cool. I don't even know who you are, but thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> so it, it the whole spectrum, you know, it, it, it's all it's all across the board and we've just been giving every person we can, like I said, and we've got some of the photos back starting today, I think is when people started uploading from the first couple of shows. So we've got some great photos like that we may never have had. And it's, who knows, like maybe that helps, you know, this person land a full-time job and, and venues too. When they see their, their venue being tagged from these local photographers, maybe they're hiring or maybe they're, they can bring someone in. So I think it's maybe if you don't just jump straight into touring, there's still a lot of other um, avenues you can go down as far as uh, live music photography goes that you can get regular work um, regardless. And most of the people I know who are in crews started at a venue and then got picked up. And so, it, yeah, it, it's just like an easy thing. And I'm sure like any band could do this. Uh, it's just a matter of it being a thing and if this is what like creates this kind of open door where more and more bands are like oh well that's cool like let's try that too like that's tens and thousands or a million people that might be like able to now have access to shooting that didn't really know how to start like you guys said yeah i mean there's so much great insight and so much to unpack and everything you just said um but I, I think something too that I, I thought of that crossed my mind when I saw the huge response to the tweet is, you know, for, for so many girls, it's like, it's such a boys club, heavy music. It still is. It's getting better, but it still is. And so to see yeah. a guy saying, hey, women, I want to help you out. Let's put you on the photo pass. It was like revolutionary. You know, it was a big <laughs> deal <laughs> and it shouldn't be. And And like you said, it's the reason we wanted to have you on this podcast is if more bands get this idea, if we can spread this idea and and show what you are doing and put it in a spotlight of some sort beyond what you've already done, like that's that's huge. The it, amount it of opportunities that could come out of it. Yeah. So we're just trying to spread the word. Like the, the, the word, <laughs> we're making the word alive. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. All right, this interview's over that. now. <laughs> <laughs> and one dad joke, and it's done. <laughs> Oh, there'll be many dad jokes. You don't know who you're dealing with yet. <laughs> uh, bring it on. I'm a huge fan of dad jokes, so. Good. We have the right little uh, trio going on here. Perfect. Um, yeah. <laughs> and something else I did want to ask you about, because you've you've been touring for over 15 years with The Word Alive, and, and you've been in this industry long enough. You've met enough women who work in the music industry, and you've seen a lot. So I'd love your feedback too, aside from this photo pass initiative, when it comes to life on the road or how we're treating people, what do you think are some of the most easy doable steps that anybody who works in the industry could take just to make, make things more accessible and safe for everyone, just promoting diversity and inclusivity? Well, you know, I think there's a lot of misconceptions that like people had in their early years of touring and, you know, obviously certain aspects of touring and the behind the scenes and maybe the partying and, the, and all the you know the, the sex drugs rock and roll all that kind of stuff that like people just like kind of assume every band and every tour is like one it's not like that no. but I think there's not a lot of education for in my opinion the bands and even say like you know their partners and like there's there's kind of like this hobby thing and like it's fun and it's a party to the music industry but the more we talk about the the professional aspect of like all the the jobs that it takes for like a live show to actually come to life um and you and when you start seeing it from a public eye standpoint as like these people are working hard jobs and you know oftentimes like it's it's long hours you don't get to sleep comfortably um, I think as we can hopefully peel back, you know, the curtain and show people what it's actually like to work for a band and work on tour, people will start to associating these job openings with people who are seeking professional jobs rather than like people who just want to party. And there's this weird misconception about that, which obviously there's just a lot of taboo conversations and assumptions that people make and I think that's like a huge hurdle that like 
the industry has faced and that now it's 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 getting better like you said has a long ways to go but i think as we start seeing and viewing the people that you're working with and whether that's in other bands and other crews at venues and when you start treating everyone like this is a professional job that like they're wanting to develop they're wanting to grow just like you and they like them being at their top of their game is only going to help everyone around them and you I think the conversations just need to be more open about how how much work is actually involved in in this industry and the jobs that people are seeking because I think the average person just thinks it's fun and I think that's part of the you know the story that's been told for decades and I think that is what hurts the most because like I said most bands once you realize like this is your job you just want the best person for the job possibly cares about the person that wants to like help you your career grow like the conversations I have no one is talking about like we gotta hire this person you know it's like that doesn't really talk much and now i think that's where the action comes in where okay well if you don't have a problem with hiring whoever's best for the job i think opening it up so that instead of looking at like you said the boys club you know looking at the here's just what we know and opening up like this creating like resources where people can find that that you know there's um what's the the app that everyone gets LinkedIn. It's almost like the music industry needs a, a LinkedIn that people can start finding people that like would fit their their camp, that would fit what they need. Because it's kind of like a you ask a friend and it's a friend knows a friend. And that's kind of how the music industry is as far as hiring, which I think is slowing down the progression of finding other people. Because to be honest, at times you just don't know. And you don't know who can even do this. And, and that goes even just from certain jobs in the industry are harder to find. Like a sound guy is like a really hard job to fill that someone actually knows what they're doing. I think we just need to keep creating these new resources for people who are wanting to seek these jobs to be found. There needs to be an easier way. That's, that's one of the biggest things that I think would help instantly. Like me just making a tweet and then Adam being like, oh, I have a, I have a website for this. And then you can see, you're like, well, this is great. Well, there are a lot of women who do booking, who would be great tour managers, who can, you know, whatever the job is, there's just not really like an accessible place to find that. And if you want to do that, you don't even know where to start either. Cause you're like, I guess I'll just keep sending direct messages to a band. But then it's at the end of the day, it's a stranger writing you being like, Hey, can I come sleep in your van next to you? And so I, I think we need to make it easier and easier to find people, give give anyone who's chasing this as their job, just make it easier to find those people. Because right, right now I think you're you're finding it's like the same circles because it is so the music industry is so small in a weird way. Everyone knows everyone. And to crack into that, I think there just needs to be a more accessible resource to even understanding how many people are out there that want to do these jobs. That like every band's looking for someone, and mm -hmm. you know people people need people who are going to also grow with them. Like it's not about always finding the best or the top of the line, whatever. You know we're we're all starting from different places. There's there's a spot for every single person at every single level of their career in this industry and whatever the job is. So I think resources, the conversations are already happening as, as you know, that's why, you know, I'm on here talking with you guys. And I think as long as these things keep being like referenced consistently, instead of like one, one tweet or one podcast episode, it's like, if it's consistent, then I think a lot of people, their eyes will be open to like how much is out there for them like I had no idea that 300 people would ever want to come shoot the word alive and so you know just it's in but it was that simple so again like I think if we can just make it easy for people to to sign up even it's like there's just so many ideas that I've had from this 
using the same concept that I feel could be like exponentially beneficial, you know, like having merch sellers, having someone shadow a merch person, having someone shadow, like almost like an internship style thing. Like there's just so many ways you could, you could utilize the same concept that we did for photo passes and use it for like every piece of, of a show. And so I, I know that there's a lot of things to come. We're just so new in this right now. This is just the start, but it's definitely conversations are happening, you know, in our camp and, and I'm sure they will be in others too. What matters is that the conversations are finally happening and at least you're finding some kind of resolution here because before there was really nothing and that's been a problem for a really long time. So this is the start of something very cool to see and not just saying, okay, we put this out here and there wasn't a response. Clearly there's a need for it. So it's uh, it's going to be very telling over the next couple of years to see where this kind of stuff can go for sure. Yeah, I, I, think, I think there is a huge shift in the way like technology can be utilized to help generate these opportunities. And I hate social media so much, but (laughs) it's like, it's like times like these are like when it's used in like a really cool way. It's like, you know, when you see a video of like someone helping someone and it goes viral, you're like, thank God there's some, there's still a good in the world. Like, you know, it's like we get bombarded with all this negative energy and these stories coming from our industry that I think if we can keep shining a light on like the positive stuff like then it will also hopefully make people want to like shift those changes that people are talking about and you know there's a lot that needs to happen and needs to be changed you know within our our collective industry but also just it as a whole like the music not just our genre like music as a whole but I do think a lot of that is just the the party aspect the fun part of the job is like what everyone talks about no one talks about how hard it is that's why mental health wasn't ever a conversation until the last several years really it's like no one wanted to ever say like hey i'm struggling hey this is hard this is you know everyone was just trying to like pretend like everything's great all the time and so i think some of these conversations are also happening because it's not deemed as like complaining now to be like hey like why why aren't you know, as a woman, you can say, why aren't we getting representation? You know, whereas years before, maybe that was viewed like, oh, no, you can't say that because then you definitely won't. Like, there's this weird, like, thing that is being broken down where people can actually say the reality of what's happening in our industry. And so, yeah, I, I think two years from now, you're going to see a lot of change. And because even in the last two years, there already has been. And I think change like this is exponential too. like once the gates open there's no excuse for it to not be utilized yeah i really read my mind here too sorry alicia but um when it comes to twitter it's such a war zone because like you said when you posted that tweet you didn't know what was going to happen in your notifications you had a bunch of them but you're like okay either i'm dead meat or this is going really well (laughs) and so I think there's a great point to be made there where you did something with great intentions that paid off and is helping a lot of people but you come onto Twitter and it can be a very hostile environment. So when you see somebody who's being supportive of women or being supportive of anyone in the music industry who may be struggling, showing that little bit of acceptance or support or that retweet goes such a long way to show positive affirmation that it it is safe to post something supportive of women on Twitter and you won't get run over. Yes. <laughs> so I'd yeah. like to believe in that way you've set a bit of an example where now maybe other band members will feel safe to do that without being like, oh, well, you, you're you putting us on the guest list, but you're not doing enough. You know, you you hear like things like that can happen on Twitter. So it that's not true. Like you're doing more than enough and that needs to be heard and known. Oh yeah, I, I think you make a really good point in general. And, you know, I, I'm older now and, you know, I can see things and I do see that whole like, someone tries to help and then they get torn down for it. So then they're like, okay, well, I'm not going to say anything. Or I'm not going to help now. That is right. a huge part of the problem with just that. That's just about progress on any level. Like this is one facet of progress that we're talking about, but that happened, that exact thing happens all the time where we have to be willing to like warmly educate and like groom people in a positive way to be able to find 
how they can help because I do think there's a lot of people who like the intention is to, but they are told to stop before they ever fully even understand how they could have maybe expressed that desire to help in the first place. So, you know, not everything is, there's no roadmap for everything that's happening now. There's a lot of stuff that's very fluid and we're all learning together and that's great. But I think, yeah, it, it's it's really weird to me to, when I see people and I'm like, I can read something maybe and I'm like, oh, you can tell that this person's trying to like help or like be educated to learn and then they just get shit on and I'm like, yeah, I probably wouldn't want to do anything either, you know, if I felt that mm -hmm. way. So luckily, you know, I take the internet with a grain of salt, you know, like, and, and I think like, it's, you know, people say like, oh, Twitter's not real life. I, I think like, it's both feel better about themselves. And then there are people who are utilizing it to be like helpful or try to be at least. And when you know your intention is good, you just you have to block out the bad because that's just kind of like the talk it's really great to you know reflect those voices that are trying to be helpful and positive because the world needs a lot of it just in general so it, yeah i think it, if if we can all learn to really amplify intentionally strong conversations then we're gonna get there it, it might it might hit some speed bumps along the way but i i do think it it's changing for the better absolutely i i just hope people see this as an example and they don't have that internal fear and dialogue of oh shit i will get shit on by everybody <laughs> and they can see hey there's something better on the other side people do also think this way we're like-minded and there's a lot more that we can do to make it better. So it's just been cool again um, to see that the example has been made and my fingers are crossed. We see a hell of a lot more bands doing this going forward. And there you also had kind of mentioned just mental health in general and something that's been really nice to see you openly discuss is just self-confidence and your journey through losing weight and getting healthier, both physically and mentally. And you've been focusing on losing since last summer, much of which is just from the last few months, making drastic life changes. Um, and it's kind of cool to shine a light on the fact that yes, we as females have a lot of insecurities and societal pressures, but men do also. So tell us a little bit about that journey and how much it's changed your mindset and just your positivity from day to day. Cause it's a hard mindset to get in, especially when you're on the road, you have all these distractions. It can be a lot. Yeah. You know, I think um, for me, I was, I had always for most of my life been like very active, um, not necessarily like wanting to be a certain way it just I just was that way I grew up loving sports and was very competitive and I love music too and then you know the pandemic was you know hard just like it was on anyone and then a lot of life changes and then sitting down and like writing a record for like a year and a half of being in the studio for 12 to 16 hours a day and you get just in this cycle where you kind of like lose sight of like how important it is to take care of yourself. And I definitely got away from that. And I, it just kept spiraling and going worse. And if anybody who's ever sp spiraled anything knows, sometimes once you're going down, even though you know that you are, it's so hard to stop. And so I was just going further and further in one direction. And I kept telling myself, okay, well, when I'm done with this, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to work this off. I'm going to fix these habits that now I've like created in this bad routine and whatnot. But then I woke up and I was like, man, this is like, how did I get this far from here? And then I had to like go through this period of time where I was like really hard on myself and that didn't really do any good either. It just made me like feel worse. So, and then it was like made it even harder to take those first few steps because you're like, man, like I, you just feel like stuck. And like, you know, for me, you know, the physical aspect, like it just felt like I wasn't going to be able to undo what I did. And thankfully that wasn't true. And I, you know, just started and 
you know, some people have different motivations and, you know, some of mine was definitely like mental and emotional and, um, but there was the physical side. Like I could genuinely feel myself, like I didn't feel good and I was getting sick a lot more than I normally do. I already don't have the best immune system so that it was like just really bad. And I was just like, I don't like feeling this way. I don't like looking at myself. Um, you know, I, I'm with someone, it's like, not that it's everything, but it's like, I, I felt bad, like for my partner. And I'm like, I feel like I'm like, not providing the best version of myself. And if we're supposed to be a team, like, this is a part of it too. Like, you know, I want you to know that I, I'm take care of myself and respect myself enough that, you know, you can build something with in, in your futures. And, and that's how I looked at it for the band too. I was like, I was slowing down with like, how much I could do on stage or I was getting like winded earlier on and I used to like zip all around the place and I was just like you know what I I'm not having as much fun like performing because of my physical limitations and you know I I kind of just look back at, at my life and how thankful and lucky I am because I broke my back in 2015 I compound fractured my leg in 2017 I'd had these major physical things happen and yet I recovered each time and now I'm like, and I always told myself like, oh, I'm never going to take being able to walk and run for granted again. But then I did. And so now I'm like, okay, you need to get your shit together. So changed like everything, uh, diet, exercise, my, just my mental focus was on like, you know, like I knew it's like, it's, it is a black and white thing. You know, that physically, if you feel better, it helps everything else in your life from yeah. mental emotional you have more energy you're more focused you're more sharp uh for me i just enjoy life more because you're not struggling with like day-to-day -day tasks and so and, and it just kept giving me confidence and once i started seeing some changes then it gives you that like motivation to keep going and so now i'm just trying to like maintain because i'm on tour and it's it's like there's pizza everywhere. There's, there, it's just no good food. And you're just like, you have to like really make the choice for in that moment. You're like, oh, what's just this? But it's like when you do it 20, 30 times on a tour, you get home and it's like, oh, I gained 10, 20 pounds or whatever. It's like, it's just how it is. So I had, yeah, I had like a salad for lunch. And when we were at a pizza place, I'm like, I, I you know, you want to eat that, but I'm like, I got to take care of my body because. I'm going to have more fun on tour if I feel good. So, uh, and then obviously, like you said, you know, I'm a singer in a band. There is an element of like, I am representing the band and there are, you know, I see the comments when, uh, I, you know, I was not taking care of myself and it doesn't feel good to read or to see. Um, so there is that. And I think that's just being human, you know, no one, wants to feel like they're a version of themselves that's going to be attacked or picked on you know we, we all have feelings whether we like to pretend we don't or not and so for me I was just like you know what I'm going to take this as I would never say that to someone but they're not wrong either like I could be better I and and I've heard you know quoted many times like if you can do better do better like if you have the ability to the only person stopping you is you. And so I've tried to focus on that and best life. I think we, we lost, lost you there for a second. Oh, he's he's <laughs> back. back. There we go. Oh. <laughs> it was no, just the not. very tail end. Yeah. yeah. No, that's... Uh oh. Wait. Did we speak too soon? I, I, we are. I'm still in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so it's, it's totally possible. All I see is dirt oh and trees. To be fair, I think we've done like 80% solid for the fact they're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So kudos <laughs> yeah, to this, to this Wi-Fi <laughs> data connection of yours. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, man, yeah. I, I really appreciate you opening up about all that because I went through something very similar during the pandemic. I definitely put on a little bit of weight. I could see it when I was looking back at the stuff I was doing for television. You saw those comments from other fans or trolls. And it gets to the point where I'm, I was almost like, they're not wrong. They're being assholes, but they're not wrong. And so once that clicks yeah. and you start looking at yourself differently, and then you realize I have to make a change for myself, the people in my life, you just do and it clicks. And the more you start doing it, the easier it gets. At first, it's a huge pain in the ass having to make these steps and life choices. And then it just gets to be the normal. And it's really cool that yeah. like hearing, I know Tori's gone through something similar and it's just nice knowing that in this circle, you can openly talk about it and say it's okay to go down that rabbit hole as long as you do find that that piece at the end of it. So it's very nice to hear that you've also gotten to that point because I knew what it felt like being down here and I'm still working on it, but being back to my usual self, it's it's a whole other world. It just feels good. So very happy for you, man. Yeah. Oh, and I love you. the sentiment too about what you were saying about just being the best partner that you can be. And I also know, you know, your love of women knows no boundaries because you are a puppy dad <laughs> to Colby. Yeah. Yeah, and we got yeah. like, w would this be a podcast about female empowerment without bringing up Colby for like two seconds? I, you know yeah. I mean? I'm so glad that you did. I miss her so much. <laughs> oh, I mean, I so she she just turned twelve uh, last month, and happy I'm birthday! Just like, yeah, uh, it's it's crazy. She's definitely the the light of my life. I I for sure also was like Colby. We're not getting any younger. We got to take care of ourselves. I, and I would have conversations with her and like, we like go like extra walks or run. So, uh, you know, she, she's a grandma these days. If, if she wasn't uh, white, you would see a lot of gray hair on her. Oh, <laughs> well, at least you got healthy together. And I love yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to, <laughs> trying to stay young as long as we can. Absolutely. We love it. Um, so we do want to wrap up this interview. Alicia knows where we're going. We have a recurring segment on every episode. Um, it's our jaw-dropping segment. So it's four questions about some of the most jaw-dropping things in your career. So are you ready? Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> I love that You'll be said, fine. Uh -oh. You'll be fine. <laughs> um, the first one we have here is what is the most jaw-dropping experience you've ever had at a show? Could be one of yours or one that you've attended. Um performing uh the world's anthem for league of legends in seoul south korea yes. was definitely the most of my whole life like i i literally got off stage and i cried so that that was uh that was the most jaw-dropping for me that's lovely. i do remember when that happened and the footage was actually jaw-dropping and i think if i watch it now i would still be dropping my jaw over it that was massive yeah. <laughs> do you know the uh the movie old school with uh, yes. Will Ferrell, of course. So you know what you know when he does the debate thing and he just like blacks out, but he kills it, <laughs> and then he's like, "What? What happened?" That was literally like me with that performance. So, like, wow! And you killed it like how he did. Best I ever did, but but I could barely remember it because I was so like scared to fuck up that I was so hyper focused on that that I didn't actually get to enjoy it as much until after. And I was just like, it was, I was just relieved when I got off stage, but I was also like, I don't even remember if I looked at the crowd once, like wow. I, it was just like, I was, I was just in my head the whole time. But um, yeah, that Probably was pure adrenaline as well, you know? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, this yeah. next one is about the most jaw dropping misstep early in your career and the lesson that you learned from it. Well, that's a good one. Uh, I think you know just for any band or any you know young musician when you're starting to come up like I was just so trusting of like every person and I think obviously now there's more access to information than I had when I first started touring but I would recommend people really try to do as much of the work that you can do yourselves and learn skills learn trades that help your own band to be able to grow because if you don't, you know, maybe, you know, you'll have a manager that uh, doesn't necessarily advise you based off of you developing a career. And I, I think a lot of bands from our scene in particular that kind of, we all came up together. We had a lot of people in the industry telling us what to do that didn't actually know what to do first. And then second, they weren't looking at us like 
are they going to be around five years from now, 10 years from now? How grows life? We've got to like take what we can from this because who knows, maybe it's gone in year two. So there wasn't really a lot of like emphasis on like health of a band, you know, whether that's individual as a whole, the brand financially, you know, there's just not a lot when you're first starting out touring, similar to just breaking in the, into the industry as a whole. Be careful who you and to really try to, because the more knowledge you have, the more has good intentions for working. We lost you a little bit there. He's back and again. He's back? He's back. I yes. think I was frozen. Yeah. Uh, keep freezing, or you guys keep freezing on really funny faces, and I'm like, all right, well, at least we have some good <laughs> screenshots happening. God damn it. Wait, are you screenshotting this? You're not, no. right? He's not. <laughs> why? Because I can screenshot the one right now. <laughs> no, I'm not. I promise I'm not. <laughs> I'm not because oh uh, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I'm not screenshotting because I I probably have looked ridiculous a million times we, so far. We appreciate you for that. If we <laughs> yeah, won't, yeah. won't lie, we definitely could have some good ammo right now. But you're right, mutual. Oh, respect. I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm just I'm just storing these. <laughs> um. Well, the next one we have for you here is the most jaw dropping female artist that you would love to work with. Ooh, uh, Sia. Probably Sia is my favorite. She's one of my favorite artists just in the world. I love her voice. Uh, Lynn uh, from Paris uh, mm -hmm. on a more like we know each other level. I would love to uh, do something with her. I think just as an artist, as a whole musician, singer, she's incredible. So. Oh, yeah. We'd love to see that. Either. either. Yeah. yeah. Lynn's badass. Love her. Yeah. She's awesome. And we had really briefly mentioned misconceptions earlier on in our conversation. Mm. So for our last question, the most jaw-dropping misconception about yourself that you wish people understood. Hmm. I think, you know, earlier on in our career, I, I did a lot of like trying to like de-escalate or like denounce kind of like the haters on the internet. And, you know, I, but I think people confused my intentions with that. Like I was just, I'm, you know, I was passionate about our band and I am, I still am, but I also was like not really ever prepared for like really mean and hateful comments or like people saying stuff like, oh, they clearly were uninspired and don't care about this or whatnot. Like I've always said like, I think if bands could do like a campfire for like every fan they've ever had and just like talk about like what their art means to them or what they've gone through. Like, I think that people will be a little kinder to, uh, to artists, but I think a misconception would definitely be like something, uh, some negative connotation with me, like responding to people. I, it, it was really hard for me to like read certain comments and not try to explain myself. But 90% of the time when it's those types of people they don't even care what you have to say and it just makes it worse and so now i just let it go and you can kill them with kindness or just keep doing your thing because it doesn't it's never going to really impact anything you know it's like okay this person doesn't like this song well maybe it's someone else it's like the best song they've ever heard and that's exactly. music is beautiful in that way so yeah now these days i i just i'm chilling and definitely not uh <laughs> not trying to get caught up in the uh the, the hater game that's what we like to hear that's the beauty of being in the industry for a long time at some point you're just like i don't care anymore whatever <laughs> right <laughs> it's all of us it does yeah 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 so, someone the other day actually wrote this really long one and just wrote okay back i'm like okay what do, you, what do you want me to do with this information yeah and then they're like no but I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan and, and all i said was k and they like already were taking back what they said so i was just like yeah nothing matters no no it doesn't matter um but hey speaking of new songs that i'm I also say, going through a large tunnel yes. right now which surprisingly you have this, service i'm going through like a never tunnel. tunnel this connection's actually yeah, like the best is, in the concrete wall yeah all right let's let's take advantage of it 
So it turns out a tunnel is the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, speaking of music that people are either going to love or hate, but I say mostly love. I do want to shout out that New Reality is the latest song that's out now. And you guys have new music, like totally new chapter of the band right now. So I think that's a big thing. I just want to iterate, come out to the tour with Pop Evil. New Word Alive is yeah. awesome. Thank yeah. you. I would love that. <laughs> Cool. Well, I mean, it's been such a pleasure getting to chat with you, Telly. And thank you so much for all of your words of wisdom. I feel like I've come away from this conversation learning so much, not just about you, but about how like we can make the the music world a better place. So I really appreciate your time. Any any last words, Alicia? You're just like nodding your head saying, yeah. I agree I to everything, man. It's one of those things where we, we have Thanks, guests. Dude. Of course, we have guests on this show. And there are a lot of stories that we relate to. And I feel like there were many throughout this conversation where I just walk away thinking it's nice to know you're not alone in certain aspects of this wild industry. So again, Telly, just thank you for coming on and for being so open and vulnerable with a lot of the stuff you've gone through and for kind of taking that leap on She's With The Band of being like the first dude we've had on. It's been really fun (laughs) for us and we're excited to do more of this. So thank you for opening that door and for coming on today. Yeah. And for supporting women in the music industry, we need more people like you. So you're leading leading the way, really. I mean, I I can't be the only mama's boy on tour. So I'm sure I'm sure there are more of us uh, around. (laughs) Well, we're going to find them all. So if you if you're watching this, and you're also a mama's boy on tour, comment below and let's have you on the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, to everybody who's watching, make sure if you aren't already, you're subscribed. Leave us a review if you're you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that. This has been She's with the Band. I'm Tori Kravitz. On behalf of my co-host Alicia Toot, we'll catch you next time. See you later. Bye, everybody. Bye.